Hi, and welcome to another episode of The Batch Report Down Under, where we are talking about episode eight of Matt Agnew's season of The Australian Bachelor. And things are getting fired up this episode. They are. Matt brings his oldest and best friend. To like kind of grill the girls a little bit, use her women's intuition. Yep, and she it looks like she's going to be pretty tough on him. Yeah, so jumping right into the episode, Kristen finally gets a one-on-one date. And we've seen very little of Kristen. Like, she's been on a lot of group dates, but we haven't had much. Like, we haven't seen them interact very much together. Yeah, she hasn't really gotten much FaceTime. Yeah, so the episode starts with Kristen waiting for her date with Matt, and he shows up on a kayak, and they take the kayaks out. They kind of do like a little bit of racing for fun. They just kind of zip around. Yeah, do you think that was a uh, choice Matt made or the producers? Oh, the producers for sure. He said he doesn't normally kayak, and he's not very good at it. it. Um, And does she like kayaking, or is that just something that... I think she enjoyed going out kayaking. I don't think it's something she does all the time. Yeah, that's kind of strange. I think that's their, the point of it is that they wanted to do something new and exciting. Yeah, so then they play giant tic-tac-toe, and the winner gets a foot massage. But little did Matt know that they also get a face massage. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Kristen wins. She gets a foot massage. And then they show the girls back at home or at the mansion. And Abby's like, oh, I'm not worried about Kristen or Kristen because she's not very sexual. Like, they're not going to have any chemistry. Like, I'm not worried about it. Which is funny because then they go back to the date and show Kristen, like, rubbing him down with body scrub and making out. And, like, they made out for quite some time, actually. Yeah. And they washed each other. And now they're married. Just kidding. I mean, not, but it was <laughs> kind of interesting because they definitely had more chemistry than I thought they would. Because I was like, oh, well, they must not have very much chemistry if they're not showing them together at all this yeah. far in the season. And then when they actually had chemistry, I was like, oh, like maybe yeah. Kristen's someone that we should be watching out for a little bit. Which I wonder if like that's more of a an Eastern cultural thing, you know, where it's like you wait patiently you know like make small waves until you i don't know because i feel like in the american bachelor or bachelorette they're just like over the top and angsty yeah like fighting each other all the time you know so yeah moving on they had a great time matt has to make some decisions uh there's a group date yeah so on the group date I thought this was going to be all of the girls getting to meet his best friend, but it was only four. Well, the winners of the group date, right? That's what happened. What do you mean winners of the group date? No, they were. They just got a date card. Oh, yeah. Inviting them on the group date. Okay. So the four that got to go were Ellie, Cassandra, Sagand, and Abby. Which is interesting because those four are like people he... It's like their second tier, like the top tier right now are like Helena. Well, I think they're people that he wanted a second opinion on in some way. Like they all seem very like level, like they all Mm -hmm. have like weird things that could hold them back. And I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. So I think it's people that he's interested in, but wanted to see like how they fit in the friend group. Is like my friend getting any weird vibes from these people? Like what's going on? 
Yeah, which because Sagan, I feel I feel like starts coming a little bit unraveled. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like the reason like Chelsea and Helena weren't invited to the state are because he already knows that they'd fit in fine and that like there's nothing crazy going on with them. Yeah. So his friend is named Kate and she comes to chat with the girls. And at the same time, all the girls' best friends come as well. Which is, I thought, kind of an interesting idea. That is a good way to get to know another side of somebody. It's like meeting their friends and then having them talk to your friends as well. Yeah. So let's just break it down um, because they kind of like went in order. Like Kate would talk to each girl. So first up was Ellie. And the one thing I noticed is she was kind of like, well, how old are you? Like, aren't you a little bit young? But she cries when she was talking about her job and how important family is to her and how she wants to and prioritize she's her family. Right? I think she's twenty four. Yeah. Um, but she was like talking about how important family is to her and how through her job and seeing lots of people and like she who've just been seems... in car accidents or have just been through all these yeah. things make her like really grateful for her family. Sure. Um, she seems like she could probably have a family. Like yeah. out of all those girls. I don't know. So next up was Cassandra, who talked a lot about her business yeah which was kind of like a turn away and it's like it's kind of weird because it's like we've hardly seen cassandra this whole time and now when we do see her all she's talking about is business and then she said she doesn't know when she wants to have kids yeah which is a fair thing but she's also one of the older girls i think she's 32 so she's kind of at the age where she has to be like okay within five years within seven like she has to have some sort of game plan at that point I mean, I've realized that the business is first priority for her at this Mm -hmm. point, but the kid is going to have to come first, you know? Like, she can't just be like, yeah, like, having kids not a big deal. I'll just do it whenever, and then the business still comes first. Like, I don't think that's going to fly with uh, Matt. Yeah, I feel like... So then she talked to Abby, who at the very beginning of the conversation was very charming, But then she said, marriage isn't essential and kids the same thing. And then when Kate is like, oh, well, I know those are both things that are very important to Matt. She then all of a sudden changed and said, well, ideally within five years. Yeah. And it was kind of like, why are you flip-flopping like the second you realize? Like she knew it was a big deal. So it's weird that she even said marriage isn't essential and she doesn't. Like like, I actually don't think Abby wants to get married she doesn't and she doesn't want kids so it's like weird that she flip-flopped and pretended she did like she just wants to be in exotic places and like enjoy her time and like i don't know and it's a good thing she doesn't have kids now because she would not be in my opinion a very good mother yeah so then the last one to talk to kate was sagand who basically spent most of her time talking about how abby flip-flops all the time which kate had already seen firsthand which is almost anno- just as annoying as Abby flip-flopping is like Sagan being well, like, dude. Well, it reminds me of when Abby kind of tattled on Monique. Yeah. And now Sagan is doing the same thing after like calling out Abby for calling out Monique. Like it's it's messy. They're getting really messy. Yeah. And then um, that's it. That's the four girls. So Sagan pretty much just wasted her time. Like, talking bad about Abby. And then they show Matt talking to Sagan's friend, Max. And Max was like, oh, she's really enjoying her time here, blah, blah, blah. But she doesn't trust someone's intentions. But I'm not going to tell you who. So then when Matt and Kate talk to each other, uh, she does mention that Sagan was concerned about Abby. 
And Kate says that she believes Sagand because Abby did flip-flop a lot while they were talking. And she told Matt that Cassandra talks too much about her business, but she thinks that Ellie is actually, like, a really great fit for their life, even though she is younger. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of the big exciting group date this week. Which Sagan's friend was talking to her before they had the one-on-one dates, and he was like, make sure you don't get let your bad side come out. Like, don't get too catty kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you get really passionate. Which made and... me think, like, uh-oh, like, that's not going to fly. Yeah. Like, I know she isn't like Abby, but now she's, like, acting. She's, like, kind of, like, very, like, uh, a little bit, like, vengeful in a lot of ways, I think. Yeah, so right after this short break, we will talk about the cocktail party and, you know, that epic confrontation that they've been teasing. Yeah, stay tuned. Everybody loves the feeling of winning, especially the feeling of winning on the holidays. If you're giving everybody Bomba socks for the holiday, you deserve a spot in the Holiday Gifting Hall of Fame. We love our Bombas. I'm oh, obsessed. They're so great. And they have little stickies on the bottom so they, your shoe stays on, your sandals stay on, whatever it is. Yeah, for his. Mine don't have stickies, but they do come in fun colors, and I, I just love them. Did you know that the number one most requested item from homeless shelters is socks? And Bombas socks were created to change that. For every pair you buy, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. Bombas socks are soft, but not just like pretty soft. They're like made with the softest cotton in the world soft. And they're built with extra cushioning. So no matter whether you're walking the dog, chilling at home, or saving the world, you'll be comfortable. Bombas socks provide support in places you didn't even know you needed it. Like the arches, each sock is built with special arch support system that's supportive, but not too tight. Like a nice little hug around your foot. Ever notice that annoying toe seam most socks have, that little ridge on the top? Bombas got rid of it. So from now on, it's just smooth sailing. You do a lot of different things. So Bomba made a lot of different types of socks, like dress socks for work, performance socks for working out, and even limited edition holiday socks. They even have a line of merino wool socks, which is what Andrew has. And they're like, merino wool is like regular wool, but magic. And they're soft, warm, and naturally moisture wicking, never itchy or rough. And you know that person who's just like a gift enigma, completely impossible to shop for? Bombas is a gift sent from heaven. Everybody loves it. If you want to give somebody a perfectly nice gift, give them a candle. If you want to be the holiday gifting ninja, give them Bombas. Go to bombas.com slash batch report and get 20% off any purchase during their big holiday sale, November 18th through December 5th. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash batch report for 20% off bombas.com slash batch report. Welcome back. Welcome back. So now we are at the cocktail party part of the episode, which is pretty much my favorite part of this entire episode. Um, Helena is talking with Chelsea and Kristen, and she's like, oh, man, like, they keep showing her in the, um, like, commentary, and she's like, he only kissed me on the cheek after our one-on-one, like, he's kissed everybody else, like, maybe... Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't feel the connection that I feel, this whole thing. And then Matt walks in and asks for Helena. And they go and they chat. And he's like, oh, I really like Helena. She's always keeping me on my toes. And then they kiss. And she has, like, bright red lipstick on. So as they're, like, making out, it's just getting all over both of their faces. Yeah, that was funny. And you're just like, how are they going to go back to the Cocktail party party with (laughs) red lip, Like, isn't it going to be obvious that one, even if she wipes it off, that she no longer has red lipstick on? And two, like, it was all over. Mm-hmm. And so did he give her a rose right then? I can't remember. No. I don't think he did, but. 
He should have. But Ellie got a rose at the group date, and then Kristen got a rose on her date. Hmm. So they kept joking, and they're like, I look like the Joker. Oh, my God. Because uh-huh. the red lipstick. But I really liked it because I really liked them together. Um, and then it basically goes right into they show Abby talking to Rachel, who Rachel was on Monique's side during the Abby-Monique thing. But now she's budding up with Abby because she said she needs a little bit of drama in her life. So well, she wanted Rachel to. Rachel told Abby, right? That she heard Sagan telling the other girls what she said yeah. to Kate about Abby. So then they're like, what the F is wrong with her? And then Rachel's like, I need like a little bit of drama in my life. I'm going to stir the pot a little bit. Mm. She's like, everyone talks about you behind your mm-hmm. back. So, or no, that's what Sagan said to Abby was everyone talks about you behind your back. Oh, well, Where Sagan Abby was like confronted Sagan. And Sagan was like, nobody likes you. Everyone talks about you behind your back because you're two-faced and you flip-flop. And it was just kind of like, it was a really annoying argument, honestly. Well, it's like Abby came to her and was just like, I heard that you were telling Kate. Like, why would you tell Kate that? Yeah. Like, mind like, your own business. Exactly. And then and Sagan's like, well, like, you're basically, he just, she's just like, you're an awful person and everyone's talking about And Abby's about like, it. I thought we talked about this last week. Why is this still going on? Like, I thought we, like, figured this out and moved on. Well, then Sagan's like, well, I don't trust you because, like, you said this, but... But they talked about that last week, too. Yeah, but the thing is, is Abby didn't approach... um, She didn't approach... What was her face? Uh, Monique. Mm -hmm. Monique approached Abby. So it's like, now the roles are kind of reversed a little bit. Yeah. So then it goes straight in from that big argument to the rose ceremony. So you're kind of, like, left on your toes, like, is he going to side with Sagan? Is he going to side with Abby? Is he, like, yeah, like what's going to go Kate on? Yeah, told him, and then he's trying to get to the bottom of it, I, I suppose, which he is pretty good about doing. Okay, so I'm going to read out the call-out order yeah. for the rose ceremony, which, I mean, take with a grain of salt, because... The top three are no surprise. You mean top? Top. One. One. <laughs> um, so Ellie and Kristen already have roses, so then his first call-out is Helena, who he had just made out with. So it's like, you better be calling Helena. And then he next up, he calls Sagand. Which is kind of a shocker, I guess. And then bit. Nikki. Although there's so many girls left that it does nothing yeah. shocks me. So it's Sagand, point. then Nikki, then Chelsea, then Mary, Emma, Nicole. And then we're left with Abby, Rachel, and Cassandra in the bottom. And Rachel and... Abby keep going back and forth. Oh, you're going to own, or I'm going home. Oh no, I'm going home. Like they're going back yeah. and forth with each other. The whole time I'm like, Cassandra's going home. Like I know. all she talks about is her business. So Abby and Rachel are both safe. We say goodbye to Cassandra, which I thought I would be more upset about because from the small clips we've seen throughout the season, I mm-hmm. liked her. But this episode, I was like, you got to talk about something other than your business. Well, then the person she invited on, her friend, was like. Oh, I'm running the business while she's gone. So it's like... Like, that, that was their friend? personal relationship with each other? Yeah. Is that... That's like who she trusts to run her business while she's gone. So it's like, is that your friend? Or is that, like, somebody you hired, like, as your VP? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of awkward. So Cassandra says goodbye, but then we get a little bit of juicy... Uh, a, next little epi- juicy. <laughs> a little bit of juicy. A little bit of juicy. All right. Um, from the next episode... So, 
you see, I think it was Mary goes up to Matt and says, one of the girls in the house is like really into this crew member. Oh, yeah. Or like pursuing a relationship with a crew member. And then you see Matt like get kind of upset. And then he says, I need to go talk to Rachel right now. So we're going to assume it's Rachel. Mm-hmm. Which I mean would not surprise me at all because she has spent She's... zero time with Matt. Well, yeah. At this point, like. I'm surprised Matt is even like. I wonder if he's just having a hard time uh, approaching her. You I don't know. know. I mean? It's like, weird. Because she's but... kind of. She can come off like a little bit intimidating, I think. Because like she has like a ton of plastic surgery. Which is like... so weird to me that she's only 23. Yeah. Because if they said, oh, she's 32, I'd be like, okay, she's 32. But being, like, 23, like, she made herself look so much older by getting her lips and stuff done. I mean, it just makes it more, what's the word I'm looking for? Not uh, not monogamous, but, like, it, like a question mark, like, what age is she, you know? Yeah. Because it's like she could be anywhere from 20 to, to 40 with that type of, uh, with that type of get up. Okay, so we were super bummed out because Google News broke the news of who won this season. But we're not going to share that. We're not going to share it with you guys. But we were bummed because we were, like, staying unspoiled this whole season. And then, like, an article popped up and it ruined the whole thing. But, so I don't want to ask who you think is going to win at this point because, obviously, you know. But who would you like to see get a one-on-one date next week? Rachel. And uh, she looks like she's going to get it. Not a good one. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that was like at a cocktail party or something. Yeah, though. you're probably right. No, um, I don't want to see Rachel. I would love to see Mary finally get a one-on-one at some point. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, I don't think they really have a shot together. But... I know. And then I'm going to be bummed when she leaves. Yeah. But also, Nicole, I don't think has had a one-on-one at this point. Hmm. Um, as well as Nikki. There are a few, Yeah. So I, I guess all of them get one-on-ones, though, because that seems to be the... I mean, not all of them, but, like, a lot of people get booted before they get a one-on-one, but... Yeah, but that's also, like... I feel like Matt is trying to spend at least a little bit of time with each one before deciding to on, end it. Honestly, but. the one the first ones have a, are at a disadvantage, the ones that got with him right away, and then... The last are at a disadvantage because I feel like because it took Hel- so long for their relationship to start. Yeah, where it's like I feel like Helena, Chelsea, and uh, even Abby is like they already have like a lot of momentum, mm-hmm. and it's like they it's because they like Monique was one of the first and like and like right is Kristen coming in too late? Yeah, exactly. So that's it for this episode, but we will talk to you guys next week on another episode of the Batch Report. All right. Thank you for staying with us. All right. Next time.